Good everybody. It's Matt from the New Heart Podcast. And we finished day two up today at the hospital, or day one, sorry. Day one at the hospital today. And I'm going to go over what we accomplished today and how I feel and, and what the plans are for tomorrow. Uh, first, I'd like to thank my donor for making all of this possible, of course, and for giving me this great heart. According to the test, it's still a great heart from what I know. And I would like to send a shout out to Shoot for the Vitals, who has their tournament, indoor tournament, this weekend. And their big tournament coming up June 28th, I believe is the date. I'll be at that one. And we're going to take some shots out in the wilderness at some different targets. That should be a good time. Shout out to Nevin and his younger sister. Nevin, I hope you're able to get some food in your belly there. I know how hard it can be when you're stuck in that hospital and it doesn't matter what kind of food they throw at you, you can't eat because you just don't feel like eating. So I'm with you, bud, and I hope you're feeling better soon. So I'm going to jump right into this one. I am exhausted from the testing today. So I got up this morning and I went down for a light workout. I just, you know, did some chest and did some moving around. And I'm glad that I didn't do anything too out of the, you know, crazy zone. And I went in for my first test this morning. I found out I was an hour early, which is unusual for me. And it was a breathing test and that is called a uh, piece of paper right here is called a pulmonary function test so my tester uh, I had a different tester this time he was great and all my readings about the same as last year he said they were down a little bit but he didn't quite put the effort into making me almost pass out the other lady I've had the last couple of years when I did the test it, it was a good test but I just felt that we were just pushing the limit a little too far to get those results uh, this guy was really good and the tests were almost the same as last year and I was pretty happy with that and we'll call it a day at that I would say though that if you're before you're going to do this test The, you know, I went for a nice walk. I think if you want to get true results out of this test, I, th I think that you're trying to get a little bit of activity in before. Get your lungs expanded up a little bit. Get some breathing in. Head in. You know, do the test. Don't be afraid to take a couple breaks in between some of these, you know, the, you know, for instance, the panting test. So you do the panting test and you take three or four regular breaths and then you, you pant back and forth against a little diaphragm in the mouthpiece that you have on and take a break. What I like to do is I like to talk to them for a bit and occupy some of their time. Then that way they, they give you a little bit more time in between. I think it's a little more realistic that way. I think if you're slamming through that test trying to get a whole bunch of stuff done and very, very quickly... I'm not thinking that you're 
you're actually accomplishing too much. I mean, you want to have a good basis for the next time you do the test because if you're anything like me, you're going to want to know whether or not you're improving or, or whether you're not improving. And of course, is there anything you can do to improve? Or is the reason you're not improving, is that an issue? You know, do you have something wrong with your lungs or, I don't know, like sarcoid or, or, or do you have moisture on? You know, I mean, that's a common thing. You have some moisture on your lungs and now all of a sudden it's something you can say to your team, hey, how come I didn't do so well on this test? And maybe they've got some ideas. Maybe you've picked up a little bit of asthma or, you know, maybe if you're going to go do some hard work, you need a bit of an inhaler something to that effect. Now, I had a inhaler when I was congestive, heart failure. I don't think it did much, but the problem is, too, is I was on inhibitors. An inhibitor is something that holds your heartbeat back. And I'm pretty sure like 140 was about as high as I could get my heart to beat before transplant. And I've I have had my heart I believe over 170, but uh, I mean not for very long, and I wouldn't I wouldn't bet my check on it. But I have had my heart at 165 for quite some time. So I had mentioned that to both. Uh, I had a doctor, well, a fellow, which is a doctor. That particular fellow actually is going to go to Toronto. He was talking to Heather on the weekend, and he's going to start practicing down in Toronto. I think our transplant doctors here in Canada, I think they move around quite a bit, which I think is a benefit for us as patients. I think we get a real well-rounded doctor and a real well-rounded, uh, well-rounded environment and knowledge base. Dr. Smith had been Ottawa, Dr. Smith had been in Kitchener. Dr. Smith had been in London. I'm not sure where Dr. Smith is now. I'm not sure about Heather, but I'm sure she's been everywhere too. And, you know, I had quite a few doctors from France and Jerusalem and all sorts of different stuff like that. I think that South Africa, I think that really gives you a, a solid base of, of a or a well-rounded base of a bunch of different knowledge so um, now I had bought some food the night before remember I told everybody that and I brought my salad and I brought a protein drink and some water to the hospital today so after I finished off my pulmonary test I stopped in the cafeteria I ate my salad and I had you know some water and my protein drink. I'm really, really, really glad that I did that. That next test, the echocardio, the dubat dobutane, I don't know. Stress echocardiogram and that's the second test I had so how that test works is an echo takes a whole bunch of different pictures of your heart 
So it's looking at ejection. It's looking at thickness of your walls. It's looking at its ability to pump. It's, is there anything wrong? Is there anything stiff? Is there all sorts of different aspects? He, he got into a bit of it. And because there's a doctor at this one, you get a lot more information than if you're just dealing with a, an echocardiogram tech, I guess, for the for the lack of a better term. Well, as far as I know, the test went really well, but I'm going to get into the test. So at first we did the echo, and um, you come in, they, they lay in the bed, and they give you a needle, uh, IV, because they're going to put dye, and they're going to put uh, some other stuff that quickens your heartbeat up. And then what they're going to do is, is, so they set all that up, then they put you on the bed, and then they start and they do an echo with nothing. So they do the echo. Um, and that was fun because I actually got to see my heart actually really, really beating. That's not something I always pay attention to, but in this case here, it was on a big screen, and I was able to watch it for a bit. Once the test got a little more serious, then I kind of buckled down and, and got right into it. Um, then added some dye. And with the dye, there's a lot more messing around with the wand. Uh, but they got the pictures that they wanted to get. Now, during the pictures, made a comment about one of the walls of the heart not looking proper. But he wasn't sure if that was because of angle or not. So I, I do have that. Uh, talk to my team about that on Friday. Hopefully it's just because of the dye. Um, and it's not a, an issue of sorts. You know, I, I'm, if it is, it is. Obviously, we'll just deal with it. But but I, you know, it'd be nice to, to still have you know a full functioning, excellent condition heart. Um, then what they do is they give you a shot of this juice and they start to adjust the dye a little bit and your heart rate, I think my heart rate went up to 120. Then my heart rate went up to 130 and then my heart rate went up to 140. So the 120 wasn't too bad. Um, of course your heart's beat, you know, boom, 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 right? At 120 beats per minute. I did find though once we got up to 130 beats per minute, although I have my heart at 130 beats per minute when I'm on the treadmill and stuff like that, I really noticed it laying in the bed. And um, because I had to hold my breath a bunch, I found that my heart was beating really fast, but my breath was limited and uh, one of the first things I got was a headache. I still kind of have the headache. Like when I came home, when I came back to the hotel, I stopped to grab something to eat. But when I got back to the hotel, I, th I think I napped for an hour or two. I was just exhausted, just tanked from this test. Um, I did stop in an archery store on the way home. Anyway, I'll get back on track here. I'll, I'll see all the other mumble jumble after. When the heart rate got up to 140, though, that's when I really noticed the headache 
and I really noticed the lack of oxygen and I really noticed myself starting to get tired. Now they, you know, they do all their testing and again, um, everything looked good. He seemed to be kind of happy with it. Except for that one comment he made about the one wall. Um, but he's a fellow. So he may have been seeing something that was just regular or he may have actually seen something that wasn't supposed to be there. Whatever that may be. Um, regardless though, um, it, it, it'll work out in the end. And then I sat up and they give you the, uh, the, you know, they let the dye get out of your system. And I think it's the dye actually that gives me the headache. Uh, I'm, whatever, my system is never like the dye. When I did the sarcoid test, my system didn't like the dye and the angiogram and, and that. I think that's, I think that's what the, the issue is. And, you know, I got up and you know, off I went. Now, I'm no worse for wear. Uh, I'm just tired, which is fine. We're allowed to be tired, all of us. So I decided I'd go to a archery store on the way back to the hotel. And it was way out of the way of the hotel, but I didn't care. I wanted to go to the archery store. And it was, it was a great little store. I didn't realize that they had an indoor archery range. Had I known that, I would have brought my bow. And I would have taken a few shots with the bow. Um, so I was kind of sad about that. And I was thinking about bringing my bow. It was stupid that I didn't. But anyway. And then I came back. Oh, I got something to eat on the way back. And I was starving. Like, I was so hungry. And so I grabbed something to eat. And now tonight I'll have a nice responsible dinner. Um, I have some fruit too. I'm going to have some of those fruits. Strawberries and blueberries. I like them. And um, I'll probably, you know, I'm probably going to call it early tonight. I'll get a good night's sleep. So tomorrow I have a appointment at 1. And yeah, tomorrow's 1.15. And then I have, I'm going to go do my um, chest x-ray and an ECG. I don't know why I need to get an ECG done when, when uh, I just had an echocardiogram. With, and during the echocardiogram, of course, they've got you hooked up to an ECG, right? But it is what it is. It's no big deal. ECG takes like two minutes. Um... Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll mention something, too. I forgot, for you guys out there, I forgot to shave my chest before I went in. And, you know, they have, like, those single-blade shavers in there. Well, I, whenever I'm going in to do a whole bunch of tests in the hospital, or whenever I'm doing a whole bunch of things in the hospital, if I know that I'm going to get some IVs and I know that I'm you know, getting those ECG pads put on, I shave everything up. Then that way there, I find you're not getting your, you know, uh, you're not getting your skin waxed every time they take one of those pads off. Now, it's not the end of the world by any means, but I find if you've got a bunch of those tests in one day, it starts to get a little irritating. And what I get to, I get into a point where my 
skin sometimes starts to come off with the pad. But I find if I shave, I don't have that problem. You know, they use a little bit of that sandpaper stuff. Bring in some um, hand lotion or something with you if need be. And add a little bit of that too when you're done. And that'll help alleviate that. And I shave the hair right off my arms. If I'm getting a whole bunch of stuff done on my arms where I'm going to get a bunch of different needles and I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to get a bunch of different things like that, then, then that's what I do. I'll shave my arms off too. So it's just an idea. You know, it, it works for me. And I don't know. I don't think anybody ever pays any, that much attention to me, like whether my arms have hair or, or not. And uh, I'm not the type of person to walk around outside without my shirt on. So I generally, you know, if, if I shave it off, it uh, it's fine. Just a little hint. I didn't start doing that until probably a second or third time I went in for biopsy and I was like oh man that's enough of this like especially if you're just starting off your biopsies if you've just had your transplant or whatever it's a great thing to do get all the hair off your arms and get all the hair off your chest and uh, shave your neck you know so that they can get the tape on and then when you're pulling band-aids off later it's easier to pull the band-aids off that's my recommendation that's what I did help me might help you might not um so yeah i came back to the hotel and i had something to eat and i laid down and i went for a nap and it's now 20 to 6 and i'm still tired um but i'm hungry like i only eat once today so i'm gonna eat again and maybe feel a little bit better now the hotel has a sauna and it has a hot tub so i might even throw you know put my bathing suit on and go down and and maybe have a hot tub it's it's a pretty clean area and there's not a lot of people that go in it i know that they say we're not supposed to have hot tubs but i generally you can get a pretty good feeling whether or not it's a disaster area or not this seems to be a pretty decent place i've never had any issues in a hot tub yet and besides you come up you only have a shower and uh soap off in your room or or after you have the hot tub and that should get rid of everything it's not like you're you know, nine years old again, you're dunking your head under and drinking water. And, oh, it was disgusting. Remember that when we were kids? So, yeah. Uh, it was, you know, it was a good day. And hopefully on Friday when I have my appointment, you know, of course, we're all looking for good news all the time, right? But good or stable news. Uh, the last time I had all this testing... There was no complaints. Everybody was happy. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for the same thing again. And tomorrow is dermatology and bone density. And like I said, I'm I'll probably I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna go down to the gym, and I will do some cardio tomorrow, and I'll do a leg workout tomorrow, and then I'll come back up here, have a shower, and then I'll head over to. The hospital, there's there's one other archery store that I'd like to hit tomorrow because I won't be able to hit it on Friday. Because Friday I'll go to clinic and then, like, I got to be there. I got to get uh, blood done. Oh, and then they, sorry, bone density is, is, uh, is Friday. So I'll have to do blood and that. Now I might be able to just do the... I might be able to go out to that after 
my dermatology appointment. So I'll see what happens. I don't want to rush through the store either. The store I was in today, I bought a T-shirt. I bought my wife a T-shirt. Like I said, I always like to support those those small guys. Um, I just find that, uh, I don't know, it's just a better place when you got a small little store that, you know, generally the smaller stores tend to carry the the kind of the more higher end equipment they you know they try and keep their prices right with everybody but you really get that personalized service that's what i love about the small hunting stores and the small fishing stores and you know some of the other places uh, we used to buy my wife she used to run marathons and stuff and we would go to one store in particular and get the equipment from that store and it was just a small no-name little store but the service was excellent you know i mean they're you know they're they're fighting to get your business right that's why i like going to see them so anyway i'm pretty tired um so i'm gonna call this one a, i'm gonna call this one quits and uh you know if y'all if any of you have any questions or concerns get a hold of me uh my journey to heart transplant get a hold of me on New Heart 2014 is my Instagram. There's a lowercase slash on there somewhere. I think it's New Heart underscore 2014. And um, I'll put it in the, the, the comments down below. Don't forget, shoot for the vitals. Think about Nevin there. He's doing a good job. Him's little sister helping each other out trying to save Nevin's life there and uh, I hope everybody's having a great day and if you're going through some tests right now I, I hope it's going well for you and you know for those of you who are listening to this podcast I'd really really appreciate it if you want to scroll down to the bottom of that podcast and hit the five stars down there for a rating you know maybe leave a comment uh, that'd be great if you could do that alright once again I thank everybody for listening i hope there's somebody out there that's gaining some information from this and it's helping them out and uh we'll talk to you guys tomorrow thanks a lot everybody have a great night